It's happening again. Welcome to Work Cookie, a CBOT podcast. As we broadcast around the world, get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts. Don't forget to check out our corporate career boost recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com. My name is Dr. Nikki Modesti, and I am the founder of Vestigia Coaching and Consulting. Today, we are going to continue my discussion on unconscious bias, and there are more examples that have been common practice that most candidates may not be aware of. One example is affinity bias. Affinity bias means having a more favorable opinion of someone that is just like us. In hiring, this often means referring or selecting a a candidate who shares the same race or gender, or who went to the same school, speaks the same language, or reminds us of our younger selves. That is the definition for affinity bias. Now, unfortunately, this comes at a detriment to a specific group of people, that being people of color, of course. In the companies I've worked for, hiring managers would sit with their recruiters and actually describe who their ideal candidate should be. Most have used, let's look at specific a specific school, as I know they produce some of the best engineers, analysts, doctors, lawyers, you fill in the blank, you can pretty much get my point. Or worse yet, a leader will say, I would like to focus on this school since this is my alma mater as there is an obvious relationship with them. And that's okay. That's okay to have a relationship with a certain school, but don't allow it to be your primary source for recruiting individuals. This then becomes a problem because you're focusing on one demographic and particularly, as we have seen, most leaders of organizations are Caucasian and not people of color. Then the problem is that, again, it often excludes people of color and the LGBTQ plus community. As we have witnessed in the past coming weeks of the exposure of most companies having an all Caucasian leadership or board of directors. And then additionally, because most of hiring managers are Caucasian, they will hire people that they are most familiar with and who look like them. This means that they will also reach out to friends, family members, and former colleagues and hire them. And it just becomes more of the same at every level of the organization, which becomes disheartening as most organizations have been putting out statements as of late against anti-racism and how they do not condone it of any kind. Yet it is apparent that they don't practice what they preach as their leadership does not reflect those exact statements that they put out. Now, let's talk about the more obvious forms of bias most people of color and the LGBTQ plus community face in organizations, and that is conscious bias. For those of you listening and you aren't sure what, unco- what conscious bias is, excuse me, 
Conscious bias is, by definition, the overt or negative behavior expressed through physical or verbal harassment or by less extreme means such as exclusion. In an organization, here is what that may look like. Um, going back to the hiring scenarios, not hiring someone because they wear locks or natural hairstyles. This is one of the most common forms of conscious bias. And those hairstyles could look like afros, twists, braids, etc. This hasn't happened just in organizations. Please note that schools are also considered organizations and as well, and some schools have adopted policies that restrict students from wearing their hair either naturally long and as mentioned earlier in braids or locks. And uh, certain hairstyles for some individuals is based, it's deeply rooted in their faith. They follow that they follow and absolutely has nothing to do whether or not they have the skills to do the job or they were that they were hired for or it, it can't, doesn't hinder them from learning any differently. I would also like to address that the fact the fact that people of color have long known about the obvious bias that there has been against people who wear their hair naturally when it comes to seeking employment. In order to conform and to appear that they can fit in from a cultural perspective and remove at least one of the barriers to obtaining employment, most women will naturally, will, will, with natural hair, would straighten it before the interview, before they even get the job that would. Let's unpack this for just a moment to understand how people of color have been stripped of their identity and in order to sustain a living have had to endure and face many uphill battles and challenges just to survive on a basic level here in America. Straightening our hair to fit in with a certain narrative is an unfortunate thing that we have had to do. And in some ways, we can see affinity bias being played here, too, because employers and schools seek to, seek to uphold a certain culture within their organization that's deeply rooted in racism. If you want everyone to look like you and have the same background as you, then you are at risk for groupthink and individuals who are afraid to bring their whole selves to their chosen profession. Conscious bias in its less extreme form is excluding individuals based on their nationality, race, or sexual preference. You might be saying to yourself, but we have the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That should have banned these practices. Well, to some degree it did. Although the act banned discrimination against people due to the race, religion, nationality, what it did was relegate people of color to lower paying jobs and positions and made it impossible for those who identified as LGBTQ plus from being themselves. The marches and protests, even up to the Supreme Court decision that was um, recently announced on June 15th that the LGBTQ plus community now has been considered a protected class against racial discrimination in employment practices should give you an indication of how hard it's been for people and for people of color and for the LGBTQ plus community. Suffice it to say that discriminatory employment practices are not solely at large and small corporations. Award shows such, such as the Oscars have consistently practiced conscious bias and excluded people of color from winning any prestigious awards, even when they're rightfully due. 
Conscious bias has been practiced at educational institutions, clubs, programs, and the list can go on as it is extremely long. Well, what's the solution to all of this, you ask? For those organizations who have put out statements of solidarity, it's time to put those words into action and actually have your workforce look like the demographic that you support. Hire qualified, diverse leadership all the way down to entry-level employees. Overhaul your policies and procedures that are not conducive of an inclusive culture. Remove those individuals who continuously participate in discriminatory practices. Your culture should be reflective of your values and your mission and your leadership should be the epitome of those values. Lastly, make unconscious bias training mandatory and conduct culture surveys and focus groups to capture employee sentiments and address issues early and often to demonstrate to your employees, specifically your employees of color, your LGBTQ communities that they are valued. To be clear, everyone has biases. However, people of color and the LGBTQ community have been repeatedly subjected to unconscious and conscious bias that has prevented them from being on equal playing fields as their Caucasian counterparts. What's important here is that we identify, address, and remove the practice of unconscious and conscious bias from all organizations businesses, schools, and programs to allow people of color and the LGBTQ community the ability to be themselves without being discriminated against. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast. Don't forget to sign up at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from experts. Would it be a bad idea to make your most challenging workplace problems go away? Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com.